get started at the mission at the bottom of the page of Pei Amid Beis. That's and we'll get right to it. Bechol me'arvin u'mishtatvin. You can use any food for your eruv or your shituf. Chutz menamayim menamelech except for water and salt. Those do not qualify. Divrei Rebbeleizer. That's Rebbeleizer's opinion. But other than water and salt, it all it's all good. Okay. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, no, Kikar. Who? Eruv. You need to be, it needs to be a loaf of bread. It needs to be bread. Okay? Afilu ma'afisa. And even if the bread is huge, it's the size of a saw, so it's, it's quite a significant, it's one of those, you know, I don't know, wedding uh, chalas that they cut at the wedding. But, Vuprusa, it's cut. Ein ma'arvimba, you can't use it in your Eruv because it's a cut one. Kikar, uh, Kiisar, but if it's a full loaf, but it's tiny, the size of a coin, the size of an Isar, but it's whole, it's a complete bilki, then Ma'arvin Bo, that's a good Erev. Of course, we're not saying that it doesn't need to be as many as necessary to have a Shir Grogeras, the Chalachas, or at least Muslim Shtesudos. You're going to have to have a lot of those little rolls, but technically, a tiny little roll will qualify as a participation in the Erev. So that's the story. So as the Gemara, Tanina Chadazimna, this sounds like deja vu all over again. Isn't this a familiar Mishnah? So we have this Mishnah earlier. Um, so what's the deal? So I'm Rabbi Rabbi Yeshua. What we're coming here is to contrast to Rabbi Yeshua, who we did not intr- in, in, introduce earlier. Okay, he says only a loaf and not anything else. So we're coming to show that we're arguing on Rabbi Yehoshua. So Abai asks a question. And that which we said, bread is a requirement that's only in a chatzar. Now, who could this be, the author? Who could the author of this quote be? Okay, man pass in Who's the Tano who says only bread and nothing else? That's Rabbi Yeshua. Uktani bakol, and it says yet everything. So how do you have it? I mean, it's like self-contradictory. It's all is good as long as it's bread. Okay, <laughs> like what does that mean? So Elam Rabbi Barachana lafukimid Rabbi Yeshua the Amar Shlema in Prusolo. So. Um, um, what the bakal it does mean it means all bread material any type of bread as opposed to Rabbi Shu's opinion who says that it's not any bread it's only a whole bread a whole loaf not partial loaves that's what we mean bakal bakal is uh, the word bakal in the when we're talking about bread means um, any bread even pieces not necessarily whole that's the point my timer, so Oprus my timer. What's wrong with a with a cut piece of bread? Why does he say you can't use a sliced challah? As uh, I mean, that's a uh, that's a good thing. Sliced sliced challah. What's wrong with that? So my timer, my timer. Why not? So I'm a Rabbi Mishum Eva. The reason is is because of Eva. It creates ill will when people see somebody's putting in. A half a loaf that gets people annoyed. It's like, oh, he's only putting in a half. I'm putting in a whole. I, you know, like he's giving us his leftovers. Whatever it is, it's a, it leads to ill will, and therefore we stick to a shalem, and that's the way we avoid 
fighting. You know, we, the goal is to try and cut down on our fighting. So Amalei Ravacha braid the Ravashi. So Ravacha, the son of Rav, said to Ravashi, Irvu Kulam Beprusos. What if everyone decided to use cut up challah? Is that going to work? So Amalei Shemayachsu Double It might work for the few weeks that everyone does it, but then one guy's going to put a shalim, then another guy, and next thing you know, there's fights and they're at each other's throats, and it's a disaster. So that's why keep it whole, and uh, and if you keep it whole, it will stay wholesome. Okay. Rabbi Yochanan ben Shol says, Even though we said that you need it to be whole, we don't mean whole whole, we mean partially whole, <laughs> okay, half whole, which basically means that even if you took off the chala afterwards, so there's a little piece broken off, or you took off the dimua, which means that it fell into some truma, so you have to take off a shear of one, uh, one one hundredth, that's still a good Erev, uh, because it's whole enough. It doesn't have to be 100% whole, okay? Which is only one one-hundredth. So which it sounds like, so that's not, that, that, that when you break off the piece for the chala, that would be worse. So what's the deal? So it depends on whose chala, the chala of the baker, the Professional baker or the bread of a of a private baker, as we know, the Tran, the Mishnah states, Shiur Chala, how much chala needs to be separated? one twenty fourth is the proper amount, which is a significant amount of the loaf, a twenty fourth of the loaf. somebody who makes dough for himself or for his the the party of his son. the same shear, it's one twenty fourth. However. If you're a baker that's planning on selling his bread, so or um, one of those uh, a, a, a woman who bakes also for the public to sell, but it's like you know um, from their own you know, from her own. She's not professional, maybe, but she sells off some loaves. So in all of those cases, um, it's one forty-eighth. So you, there you go, and that's basically the difference. If it's a 48th that you broke off, that's not as significant. It's half as, it's half as much as if it's 124th, and therefore that's, we'll look past it and consider it basically whole enough. Okay, and that's the story. Amrav Chizda. Fascinating idea. What if you have two halves, and, um, and, so, and, and what you did is you sewed them together, bikisim, meaning you stuck some toothpicks in between the loaf, uh, one side and the other side, and you stuck them into each other, so now they hold together. So, tougher, that's a fine Erev. It says in the Brisa that you can't. It depends how good of a job you did. If it looks whole, that's called whole, which is a fascinating thing. I still remember many years ago, uh, fascinating, you know, I was at a, a cousin of mine that is a big Talmud Chacham, and we, he lives out in L.A., and uh, I was staying by him for Shabbos, and he, um, we were eating Shal Shuddis in the shul, and there wasn't a whole chalos. Like, people think, break off a piece, and he took two half bilkis, and he stuck his plastic fork in one side, and stuck the other piece of chal on the other side, and he put it together, and he made a mozi. And I'm like, I looked at him like he was from Mars. I'm like, what are you doing? He says, no, no, there's, uh, there's something to that. It, it could qualify as a shalim. And uh, he was obviously familiar with this Gemara. But anyway, 
I was fascinated. <laughs> but I didn't know what, where it came from till I, uh, till I came across this Gemara. Anyway, so, there you go. It may come in handy, this trick. <laughs> okay. Keep some toothpicks handy. All right. And for cakes, when you want to eat cakes, you just cut up a piece. You make it, you smush it, and you make it... As if it's one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. As long as it looks, it looks good, that's good. Okay. Now, Amr Abzera, Mershmul, Ma'arvin, Bipas Orez, Bipas Dochen, does not need to be bred from the Chamesh's mini Dogen, from the five species of grain, namely wheat, barley, oats, rye, and spelt. It's okay if it's rice and millet, which is other grains that are not real, not, not considered true Mizono's grains. So, Amar Mar Ukva, actually, it depends. Whereas if it's rice bread, Marvin, that's okay. But if it's millet bread, a Marvin, that's already on the other side. That's already not. It's like quinoa bread, it's not going to cut it. Okay. All right. Um, Amar Rav, Amar Rav Chia, Bar Oven Amar Rav, Marvin Bepasadoshim. You can use lentil bread, okay? Um, and is that so? There was someone in the times of uh, Marshmuel, and um, he threw this bread of uh, lentil bread to the dog, and the dog wouldn't eat it. So if, it's, uh, if it doesn't pass the dog eating test, then we got a problem. <laughs> it's really nasty stuff, okay? Usually they're less particular. So that's the question. Um, um, uh, so, ahi, so the Gemara answer is, That wasn't lentils, it was other stuff. This is, by the way, um, uh, one of the famous recipes that are at the Ezekiel bread. This Pasuk is the basis. What? Right, Ezekiel 4.9, that's what it is. Ezekiel 4.9, right here. Dalit tes. Take for you some wheat, barley, upul, which is beans, v'adashim and lentils, v'dochen and millet, v'kusmin, and kusmin is spelt. Spelt. Yeah, it says Ezekiel bread. It's coming from this pasuk. They got the recipe. Yeah, but they didn't realize that the context is that it's terrible bread. But anyway, that's besides the that's, that's besides that they, they, that's they they weren't familiar with the gemara. They're familiar with the pasuk, just not the gemara. So our Papa Amar he that there was was worse than that. That was um, um, that was uh, the, the 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 bread of Ezekiel was a specifically suffering type of bread. And our Papa Amar he the luya bitsoas adam. It was baked using dung of man as the as the fuel, which is uh Why is it called a loaf of barley? So Amar Rav Seorim there is borrowed term, it doesn't mean seorim really, it means shiurim, it means that you're also a very measured amount, that you're eating a very limited amount of bread. Um, you know, that's like measured, that you, you, you're uh, counting your calories as a poor person. 
And Rapapamar, Arivasa, Karivasar. No, the shape of the loaf is lumpy like like uh, barley bread. If you look at Rivas Chitim, if you obviously, I don't know if you ever baked the, the two types of bread, they, one rises a lot neater, it looks beautiful. That's the wheat bread, and the barley bread doesn't, does, doesn't come out that great. Anyway, bottom line is. Um, uh, that's the the Ezekiel bread is the one that's the, that's considered meguna no, negative and all all these types of things were like again it's the context is that there's really really bad stuff. Yeah, right. With the dung of the human human dung, I hope that's yeah. not. I hope they didn't I take it. Right. Okay. It's pretty expensive. Yeah, it's a. All right. Anyway, Rabbi say there you go. So that's the story. Okay, see. <clears throat> that's a that's a good. I got the title for today's daf. Ezekiel bread. Okay. Nosin Adam Ma Lechenvani Olenachtom New Mishnah. You can give money. A, a coin, whatever, to the store owner, to the baker, that the, by giving the money, you're telling him, look, you're going to participate in the Erev, you have bread in your store, in your bakery, and you'll uh, participate, and this is my chipping in with what you give. They live in the same neighborhood, the baker or the storekeeper live in the same area, the same chatzar, so that's the, that was the, you can give him money that he should chip in for you. It's fine. The money gives you nothing. It doesn't work. Even though you indicated that you wanted to be participating, it's not going to be effective. We'll see what the issue is. They agree that if it's somebody who did not, it's interesting, if nobody gave, if the guy did not give the money, Everyone else, basically, I mean, uh, no, I'm sorry, if he gave it to someone other than a store owner or a baker, then the money does work, um, which is fascinating. So in other words, it's only when you give it to the guy who actually produces the bread or, or sells the breads that he is the one who's, the, or, you know, sells wine, whatever it is for the sheet. It's irrelevant. The point being is, yeah, is that... No, no, no. We'll see what the difference is. We'll see what the factor is. It's an interesting idea over here. But uh, the, when it's the guy directly who produces the stuff or sells the stuff, that's when the chipping in with money is a negative. As opposed to when you're giving it money to somebody else to chip in with everyone else, so then it's fine. Okay? And we'll see why. Because you cannot... Um, make an error for a person only with his knowledge. And we'll see what the issue is. We'll get to it in the Gemara. Amr Rav Yudah B'Medvar Murim. So Rav Yudah qualifies this. That's only true that we need Das Be'eru V'tchumen. This is, by the way, the Rav Yudah that we were quoting earlier. That he's, that the Chaverim argue on Rav Yudah. He says, that's only true. Be'eru V'tchumen. Be'eru V'tchumen. Then you need Das. When it comes to we don't even need his knowledge. Why? Because after all, it's a schos. Like we know, there is no downside to be, be participating in an eruv of a chateros because it's just enabling you to carry. What's the, what's so bad? As opposed, to, it's, it's no downside. As opposed to by the eruv 
there is always a downside because when you extend the Erev in one direction, you're pulling it away in the other direction. So maybe he wants to go the other way. So that's why um, in Eruvit Chumen you must have knowledge, but in Eruvit Chatzeros, not necessary. That's the logic of Rabbi Yehuda. Um, you cannot do a negative to a person not in his presence. Okay, now my time to Rabbi Ezer. So what exactly is Rabbi Ezer's uh, um, what's Pshan Rabbi Ezer that he says it's okay to give the money? The problem is, is that although you gave money, but halomashach, you didn't acquire the bread. It's still by him. And money, as we know, according to Jewish law, does not affect a kinyan. According to, according to by, between Jews, anyway. So Amr of Nachman, Amr of So of Nachman says, "Name Rabbi Barvo, a soy Rabbi Eliezer kedalat prakimashana." What Rabbi Eliezer did was made it like the four times a year. Very interesting halacha. What's the four times a year halacha? As we learn in a Mishnah, bedalat prakim elu in these four times a year when it's um, a, an imperative to have meat. Okay, so mashchitin as a tabach, we can force the tabach, the butcher, if he ran out of meat, to shech the new animal, bal karcho, against his will. Even, and, and that's a filu short shava el of dinar. Even if the, the, the only ox he has is worth a thousand dinar, and the buyer has only a single dinar to buy, so he's buying one one thousandth of this animal, or okay, value wise. And kofin also we force him to sell, even though what's he going to do with the rest of the meat? Okay, it's too bad. Okay, because he can force him in mace if the animal dies. Mace lokach the 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 buyer is out his dinar, and that's just the way it goes. Okay, hello mashach. Aye, the shaila is. But wait a second, he never made a kenyan. How can it be mace lokach? He never made a Kenyan. He gave the money, but the money doesn't make the Kenyan. The Kenyan is Meshicha. So how can it be that he's high, that it works that way, that, it, that he loses the money? So I'm Rav Huna, Bishamashach. He did make a Kenyan. No, he pulled the animal. So the Gemara says, If that's the case, let's look at the next line. You're telling me he was Moshech, the, 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 the purchaser pulled the animal to make a Kenyan on his share? It can't be, because if that's the case, any other day of the year besides these four days, that's not the case. Meaning he can't force him to shecht. And therefore, if he decides to do so, and he shechts and it dies, the seller loses out on the animal because the sale is not valid. Why? If I made a kinyan, then I, then I lose it already. Then I, then, I, then I bought it already. So therefore, I should lose out if the animal dies and it, or whatever, he didn't do a good shechita. So the says, You're right. He never did make a kinyan. The, he, the, but the, the owner of the, the butcher didn't want to lose or take the risk on him. So therefore, he gave it um, to someone to pick it up on behalf of the purchaser. So he was mezakid on al yidei acher. So how does it work? In these four days where it's a mitzvah to eat meat, like uh, Erev Yom Kippur is one of the days, right? So, uh, so then, although it's a benefit, somebody else can pick it up on his behalf. And the other day, because it's only it's a negative to acquire it early, so therefore, in Chavalo, Elo Bifanov, it must be in front of him. That's Pshat number one, 
as to how it works over there, and that's what we mean by how it works over here. You didn't do a Mashiach, but there was a Zechia, and it's, it's, it's just as good. Now, for Rav Ilam, Rav Yochanan, Betal Prakim Elu, Hemidu Chacham Divrehem Al Divrei Torah. These four times a year, the Chachamim left the regular Torah law of opinion applying instead of the rabbinic law. The rabbinic law really overrode the Torah's way of acquiring. Okay? And the Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Dvar Torah, the Rabbi Yochanan says, from the Torah's perspective, Ma'oz Konos, the Kenyan is affected through money. As soon as I give the money, it's mine already. Okay? Why did the rabbi step in and say, no, that's not true? It needs to be Mashiach. Gzeira is for a decree. Shema Yomer, load. Maybe you'll tell him this for And therefore, they said possession is when when you take possession. That's what finalizes the Kenyan. The money is only a contingency, but it's not what makes the Kenyan. What makes the Kenyan is you taking it because we're afraid he's not going to really care if it gets destroyed um, because he already got paid for it and it's not his anymore. So therefore, we say no. It's it's all you got to watch it like it's yours until you actually hand it over. That's what finalizes the sale. But over here, they did not make their decree for the benefit that the Kenyan should be affected immediately with money. And that's the same thing, says Rebbe Yezer, that you give the money, the money gave it to you the bread right away. You, it gave you a Kenyan in the bread because it went back to the Torah level. Okay, that's the pshat in Rebbe Yezer according to this. Okay, now... They agree, they admit that when it comes to any other man, that when you give the money to somebody else who's not the store owner or the baker, then it for sure works. Now, what do we mean by other people? So, Amrav, Balabais, means a regular householder. Householder. is only true by a baker. Balabais does acquire, okay? Um, okay. So what, what the the idea being, um, uh, basically the idea being is that a balbais when you give a balbais money, Rashi explained earlier, basically when you're you're just giving him money to do you the shlichos, to basically to be your shliach. So the money is not actually purchasing the the th- uh, the item itself. What you're giving him is just saying, be my shliach to, uh, to, to give. So therefore, that's why it works, because it's not really a Kenyan in that sense. So that's the concept of, that's, that's the idea of a balbais. But, when the, but, but as far as the store owner or the, or the baker himself, when you're giving the money, he's, he might be being a zakat for everybody else, but he doesn't have in mind you, because he says, you gave the money, you're in. But that's not really the case because the, the money doesn't make the Kenyan. So it's like you're like sort of, you're left out of one and you're not in the other. But when you give it to a regular person, he understands that you're just being mezakit. It's like basically paying him to be your shliach and that's why it's different. Okay. Vamar Shmuel says another thing. That's only true by ma. That's because you gave money. But if you gave a, contain, a, a vessel, kona, that works. Meaning, because that's regular Kenyan Sudar. Kenyan Sudar, of course, Chazal do allow for Kenyan Sudar, and that does acquire things, and that's why it will work. Okay? If you'd say Zecheli, then maybe it might be a Kenyan. 
But if you say Arivli, I want you to be my. Uh, do I just want to be? Do you take care of the Arif? Then, then obviously, even if I'm talking to the baker, I said make the Arif for me. I'm not actually acquiring the bread. I'm asking him to be my shliach. Shliach shavi shavya bekani, like we explained before. That's just the regular shlichos. Moving on. Am Reb Yudah b'Medvar Reb Yudah qualifies the Mishnah and says that you only need das by Tchumen and not by Eruvei Chatzeros. Now Am Reb Yudah, Am Reshmol Halachak Reb Yudah, we paskin like Reb Yudah that when it comes to Eruvei Chatzeros you don't need das. Ah, below and not only that, Elokom Bokom Shoshan Reb Yudah be'Eruvin Halachim also anywhere we find Reb Yudah's statement, Reb Yudah Shita in Eruvin, the law follows Reb Yudah. Am Relei Reb Chanan Bagdato. Does Shmuel also apply that concept with regards to the laws of a Mavoy, Shenitl Korosov, Olechayev? A Mavoy, where the on Shabbos, the crossbeam was taken and removed, or the Lechi was removed, and uh, Rabbi Yudah says it's still good. Um, do you mean to say that halacha as well? No. I said the law follows Rabbi Yudah in Erevin. And not in the mechitzos of the Erev. In other words, the Erevin means the food part of it and not the mechitza um, part of it. Now, who says anybody argues? find when is this or when are these words said? He's coming to. He's not. He's not arguing. He's explaining. So the Gemara says, "What do you mean? They're not arguing." When there's new people, you got to be mezaka and you have to be modia, which is. Clearly saying that there's an opinion out there that needs not needs to be informed. So obviously somebody's arguing on it. So the Gemara says, that maybe that's only talking about a chatzar that's between two mavos. So therefore, yes, you have to let him know because by putting him in one mavoi, there is a downside because now he's not part of the other mavoi. So that they do argue on Rabbi Yehuda. As we established from before, we started off with in our review of yesterday's daf. Ella must be gavra gavra karamis. You can't ask a question between rabbis. Two rabbis have different takes. Mar savar Reb Yeshua ben Levi. I'm sorry, Mar savar Pligi. Rav Chizda, Rav Shizbi. The name of Rav Chizda came out that they are arguing, and Reb Yehuda is not being mefarish. Mar savar lo Pligi that they're not arguing. That everybody agrees with Reb Yehuda, and that is. Uh, that's Rabbi Shulman Levi's opinion. So that's the story, and we'll continue with this tomorrow. I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you.